Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace, offering everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Extensive options, ease of selection, and flexibility at your fingertips help make sure your time is wonderfully spent. Viator is the place to go to book experiences that will create long-lasting moments that make lifetime memories. And Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences to choose from in over 190 countries. In in fact, just last year, Viator helped my family put together this amazing adventure on the island of Kona. Swimming with the manta rays, trying to avoid the barracudas, whatever your wildest dreams. If you can imagine it, Viator probably has an experience just for you. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in Viator's world of wonderful experiences. Viator. One site. Over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey, guys, YouTube's got an algorithm, and it'd really, really help us out a lot if you could like, comment, and subscribe. This is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto real estate. In Thanks. that order. Like, comment, subscribe, and hit the damn bell. Things are not, things are not going well today. Why? What's wrong? I had, rest, I had to do a restart on the computer. I got a, I got a mic where the light is flashing. Oh, that's not that's exciting. That's a fault. You're going to tell me something like exciting. Lou, um... Well, I got a firm offer on Shepard last night. That's exciting. Whoa. Yeah. So no way. Yeah. And the guy went firm next door. No. Just went firm on Shepard on its own volition. Yep. That's fantastic. Can we, can, can you tell me the number or does this have to happen off air? Um, well, it's lower than the last number that, you know, but there's room and it's not that bad. I think it's, you know, it makes sense, um, but uh, does it have a three in front of it? Uh, almost. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Oh, hold on! You got a firm offer. Did you accept the firm offer? No, it's gonna. There's gonna be a sign back. Ah, all right. Well, that is a step in a direction. That's good. Yeah. Good for so, you. How are you? Um. Good. I'm good. Nothing going on. Nothing's Pretty going on. No. Pretty slow. How's that application coming? Aren't they? Aren't they? You know, telling you stuff. Aren't they screaming at you, telling you you're crazy and that you need to wait another six years before you can resubmit? They uh, they did send us a letter saying that they consider the application complete. So that's good. Ooh, nice. That's a milestone. Um, they, what's that? Are you all right? Are you there? Did we lose yeah. you? Can you hear me? Glitchy. I'm here. Oh, okay. They uh, they sent out a, a notice in the mail to, I guess, people within a certain radius that yep. this is happening. That's and good. And they sent us a bill for that. I had to pay $500 for them to send out a mailer that I think most people probably throw in the garbage. Plus, like, I got one. My partner got one. Um we could have saved a couple of bucks by not sending them to us. We already know what's going on. It could have been 
And I would right? imagine the dollar probably, for every stamp. Well, they're charging like uh, I don't know, ten bucks per person that they sent it out to. Overcharging. Fair, yeah. I don't think that's so, fair. And only fifty people. Like, come on. Well, and they probably sent one to one of the properties and one to the other property. So there's probably at least four that went to us. But anyways, this is dollars put put to good use as usual. Yep. And what I'm really what I'm really happy about over there that happened literally in the last couple of days. We are at full capacity. No occupancy here. No vacancy. Uh, no vacancy. No vacancy. Awesome. Full occupancy. What did I say? Yes. Yeah. No vacancy here. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. What's fantastic. Did is you get a weed shop in there or what? No. We averted the weed shop. Wow. It's going to be problematic, I think. I think we, so too. we did sign on. You want to hear this? Here. This is a big blossoming industry about to just burst on the scene you're hearing it here here first folks the tell newest industry to invest your money in yes tell me if this doesn't sound great to you it's a cafe with no food no drinks sports cafe mind you and hookahs everywhere find the closest hookah bar and invest that's wise world words from daryl frankfort <laughs> I, so no, I, I got a no lot drinks when you, when you say drinks you say you mean like no alcoholic drinks no alcoholic drinks i think there's going to be like a vending machine or something with some some drinks in it yeah so they're just looking hey, for listen. a place to smoke i don't care they gave me like four months rent we're good to go yeah so hookah bars the landlords have an issue with that obviously because of ventilation and all that stuff but if you're just kind of like, hey, we might be tearing this place down, you can come. Your, your money's welcome here. They're going to have to fight the Chinese food restaurant with regards to who will have the most intense odor coming from it. Yeah, smart, smart. I figure oh. they'll balance each other out. we got a yep. dressmaker for the second story. That's always good. Right. And beautiful, beautiful. What's the rent smart. on the second story places? It must be pretty cheap, right? thousand bucks a month or something. You just lipped that. I didn't hear anything. Three, three, three. Oh, how many square feet is it? 6,000. 6,000 square feet? Yeah, there's like there's like a leak. There's like, it's like. No, I know, but that's huge. Huge, but like, who's renting anything for 12 months? We found two people. Six, Six bucks a square foot. The other space is the same amount, but for 1,400 square feet. Nice. But so it's all, a listen, bit. it's it's just about getting money for a short amount of time that's willing to leave in a short amount of time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you're upfront with everybody where you're telling them, like, look, this it could be uh, you know, one, two, three, five years, we don't know, but this is what you need to agree to. And they're all okay with that. Demolition clause and uh these two are just twelve year or twelve month terms. 12 months with like month to month and we can kick you out after 90 days notice. There you go. Beautiful. Commercial Anyways. Tenancies Act. Right now the Commercial Tenancies Act is twisted. So we, we've got an issue over on one of the, the projects that we're working on and the guy's not paying his rent. And so how the government stepped in back in 2020 is they offered the commercial Canadian commercial rent 
assist i'm lost now in the letters but the big long one where the landlords had to participate right and the landlords would have 25 percent responsibility tenants would pay 25 it's okay the ceviche ceviche yeah it's the ceviche program no no okay it was like ccreb or whatever it doesn't matter so um then uh the government paid 50 percent so that ended, I think, September 2020, and then they introduced a new one, which is the um, Commercial Emergency Rent Subsidy, or Canadian Emergency Rent Subsidy, CERS, C-E-R-S. That's the new one, okay? So how it works, though, is if a tenant's not paying his bills, and he can provide you proof that he is um, applied for CERS, and he has an approval for CERS, you cannot lock his doors or evict him for 12 weeks, Okay. So they had a commercial rent eviction ban. That's over now. I think that was done in April. Then now it's if they've got an application in and they've been approved, you can't evict them. So this guy has been approved since like September and he's been getting the money. He's not giving it to the landlord though. So now he's getting his government money. He's running his business and earning his income <laughs> and you can't evict him. You cannot evict him. April 2022 is the right now the date where this is all going to be over. But that might be extended like everything else. So this guy can save up enough money to buy himself a building in April. Yeah. So he takes his money. He, he uses it. He's, he's using the government subsidy. He doesn't need the landlord's permission for anything. And he just spits in the landlord's face and says, you know what? I'm going to give you... Instead of three thousand, I'm going to give you five hundred bucks. Even though the government just paid me two grand, and I can prove this to you, you can't do anything about it, and you can't you can't do squat. Mm. Yeah. So here seems, we are. Seems uh, a little unfair, but uh, I guess part of his plan has to be to move at the end because there's no way that the landlord's going to. He's lost. He's lost interest. I went to go see him about two weeks ago and he's yelling at me for something. And then a, a customer comes in and the customer's yelling at him. Like they're like, but they're about to go in the, in the, in the you know, the store. <laughs> wow. So this guy's yeah. at the end of his rope. He's fighting. He's, he's not, he's not interested in the business anymore. So what the government's relying on is they're relying on people to, um, be willing who, who want to continue their businesses they're relying on people who are actually trying to save their businesses but if you are already on your way out or covid's ruined your business you're just looking at it like okay i got an opportunity here to pull in some extra bucks and the landlord can't do anything about it and they're probably few and far between but this happens to be one of them hmm. um why so you say they're relying on the people that are keeping afloat the, the government's like with the honor system is saying hey we're going to give you this money and you're going to give it to your landlord right you're going to you're going to forward it to them right because you have you have a, a lease agreement with them you've got a contract you're going to make sure that you send them this money right and then the tenants are like oh yeah 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 yeah. just put it in my bank account it's fine i'll cut them a check okay this we'll protect you from eviction no because most people want to st it could be i don't know i talked to some bailiffs and they were telling me it's it's a problem but it doesn't seem widespread because uh None of the news media outlets have reported on it yet, but uh, it's definitely the issue that we've got over there. Got to be an issue. I mean, it can't just be happening here in this one circumstance. Anybody that's kind of on their way out or winding down their business, why the hell wouldn't you do that? You just got. You just got. Are you frozen? Nope. I'm oh, just. Okay. I'm doing my best. No, Stoic. no, because you're still going to be. Because you'll still get sued. At the end of this, he's still going to owe the money. 
his corporation, which actually there's a personal uh, covenant on this. So there, there is, there is, he's going to be responsible at the end for this. So we're kicking it down the road though a little bit. Yeah. He's going to end up having a big bill, right? So unless you've got some super airtight, you know, structure with no more personal covenant on your lease and that it's all in a corporation name and you're winding it down and your leasehold improvements and all your chattels and assets are worth nothing, <laughs> then yeah, okay. Like, you know, sayonara, hasta la vista. Here we go. On my way out. Bon voyage. Hmm. <laughs> you know? So uh, there must be a lot of people that are like considering this right now. Like, how much longer can you hang on for? And then now everybody's talking about, are, are we in wave four? Or are we about to go into wave four? Or what, uh, which wave are we on? I think anyway. the election is the fourth wave. Oh, my God. TK, do you want to yeah. go there? Do you want to go I'm there? I'm just saying, I think what the election is, is the... When do we have to tomorrow. vote by? Tomorrow? Yeah. And uh, are we voting, TK? Are we voting? We're, we're voting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm going to vote. Every vote year. counts. I always vote. I know. I'm sure you always vote. You I force my wife to vote. I like, I like, I don't force her who to vote for. Like yeah. I may influence her a little bit, but I don't, right. I don't like watch her ballot and say, who you know, who did you vote for? Who are you voting for? Who are you voting but, for? But uh, I do, I like, I'm like, I, I go with her every single time. And I said, no, we're, we're voting. We're not, we're not missing out on this. So. And do I think we have great options to choose from? And especially this local guy that I have to vote for to get the guy at the top I want in office. Yeah. This is the best system ever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in order for me to get the guy I want in office, I got to vote for some local guy who I don't know anything about this guy other than yeah. he's got like signs around my neighborhood. Um, maybe I would have seen him somewhere at some point. Somehow. I think I think the really twisted. The, po the popular the popular vote is always with the party that you want and then the party controls like see there's a lot of scandals right now say how like so and so is being removed because of a tweet he sent out in 2003 yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy <laughs> you know charges dropped against him and they got rid of this guy yeah 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 he made he made some uh, anti-semitic comment on instagram back in right and they're just like all right that's it we got to get rid of him so it really doesn't matter i think the guys who win really it doesn't matter who you are like it's a little different municipal politics. It's different, right? You got to be like, no, I'm voting for that person. That person's my counselor. I'm going to, they're going to fight for me, but I, uh, provincial and, um, federal, I think it's, you're voting for the party you want and whoever they got in that chair with the name on the sign in your neighborhood is the guy you get and you just That's accept crazy. it. Yeah. Right. You just Isn't accept it. Crazy? He's, he's good. He's a good guy. Like, and it, it took a committee to decide on this procedure at some point in time that this was the best way to go about doing this, right? Yeah. Why not just put the, like, Justin Trudeau on the sign, right? Why not just put the the actual, you know, Aaron O'Toole? That's who you're voting for. Oh, I'm going to vote for Aaron O'Toole. And whoever he's assigned to my neighborhood, okay, then that's fine. Because you know, you know, Why you know. need a party. Why can't we just vote for either Justin Trudeau because we think he's the best? based mm -hmm. on what he says or uh the other tool based on what he says or that other lady or that other guy based on what they i like that guy i think he should run the country i'm gonna vote for him mm -hmm. now locally i don't know either of these guys somebody has to show me why i'm voting for you or the other guy not a party what's the party stuff all about 
when did parties even make sense? Mm-hmm. How, how do you how do you go into office going like, wow, it's like it's a, it's magical how this party's ideals line up exactly with all of mine. <laughs> right. Like I want them to be in power, you know, forever. Like, yeah. It's it's so amazing that every single thing I care about is in line with how this party is behaving. Yeah. Not even realistic. We no. look at how many genders there are right now. How many parties should there be? <laughs> we can't figure out political parties. We can't even figure out anything else. We Identities. Four political parties or maybe five. Everybody thinks the probably more. is a bunch of hippies smoking weed, so nobody even thinks about them. They're discounted yeah. instantly. Yeah. And then like, what are your other options right now? I don't even Bloc know. Quebecois, NDP, right? I oh, think. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a weird system, and we kind of make fun of the states when they're like, you know, Republican, uh, Democrat, and it's like, oh, like how stupid is that? But we really, we have the same here. thing. We we just tell we just tell people that there's options. No, no, you can vote for a. You don't have to vote conservative or liberal. You have lots of options. And now they got the PPC party. Right. I don't know if that's new or not, but this What's seems to be conserve. Uh, no, no, that's the that's the, the PC. So PPC What's, the, stands... what's Tory? What's Tory? Tories are conservatives. So but somebody got kicked out of the conservative party and they're still running Tory. People's Party of Canada. People's Party. Of Maxime Canada. Maxime Bernier. Right. This whole thing is a shit show. A little confusing. This is not a political show. Clearly, we don't know what the hell we're talking about, Daryl. Let's talk about some real estate. What's going on out there? There's no effect on the real estate market, though, from any of these guys. Well, okay, so you sent me three articles. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. You're doing, you're doing a lot of research lately. I'm just making sure we got a few things. When it's just you and I, I you know, we got that, a yeah. couple articles out there. I appreciate that. I don't know which one to start with. Let's start with what most people are probably talking about. How mm-hmm. about inflation? Inflation, does that have any effect on real estate? Should we talk about this? Or here, hold on. Let me share my screen because I like doing that and it mm-hmm. kind of breaks things up a little bit. Yeah. It Shows like some the whole time. organization, right? Look at I don't know, what are we seeing? Here's an article. This is just a global news one. Obviously, there was a bunch of them this week. Canada's inflation rate reached 4.1% in August, highest since 2003. Transitory. And- well, that yeah, I mean, transitory is probably not so transitory. They don't use that word in this article, but no, that's what they they're saying. They don't use that basically. word anymore. When was the last time you heard transitory? That, that was a good buzzword, though. It was good for a bit until yep. everybody kind of a couple months ago, it. and everyone said, "Oh, wait a second, it's still going." Gas prices, thirty-two and a half percent year over year. Let's talk about gas prices just first, okay? The reason that they said it would be three point two percent if. The gas prices weren't a factor. Like gas prices go up and down all the time. Like, are you ever concerned when gas prices go up? Are you are you ever like, oh my oh. gosh, the mar- the, the housing market's going to collapse, and you know the bank is going to want to repossess my home? Like when gas prices go up? No, but there have been times, quite honestly, where I was like, really standing there, filling up my pickup truck, going like, man, this is going to cost like hundred and sixty bucks to fill this thing up. This yeah. is nuts. And, and generally worried if my card would actually be authorized. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, is like, well, I mean, depending on your tank size, this can mean a, a $1 difference at the pump every time you go. $3. I mean, it's not even a pack of smokes. Like, 
most people just absorb it and and move on like they don't yeah. even think about it who's but, out there going like oh my god they went up four cents i can't fill up till tuesday now there's actually people that time that though yeah i don't have time for that but there's there's definitely not a major concern for me when gas prices are fluctuating because they always have and yeah sometimes they're closer to a dollar and sometimes for for regular and sometimes it's closer to a buck 30 and you just kind of go with the flow right yeah i mean 30 percent like what i don't know how much does your car cost to fill up right now it's uh 80 something 80 bucks so 30 percent it's uh it's a pack of it was close it was yeah it was closer to 65 or something like that before i'm surprised the prices aren't just artificially way higher anyways all the time like why do they even go down everybody has to use it everybody pays for it anyways like there's no nobody's picketing about gas prices anywhere Mm -hmm. nobody's you know there's no politics around gas prices at the moment why aren't they pushing them up higher Make more money off these idiots. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Really? I don't. I don't understand all the uh, you know microeconomics of of uh, fuel prices. But yeah. overall, right now the price of oil is going up because it was obviously being produced like at a crazy level back in twenty twenty in the summer. Right? OPEC was like basically saying, "Hey guys, we're just going to start pumping up as much uh, uh, reserves as possible." Right? So then that yeah. way they had a huge amount of stored fuel so then it was like well we've got so much abundance of fuel prices are going to go down and then that's when oil prices were super low and that's when alberta tanked and everybody was going crazy so now they're trying to say all right let's you know keep some reserves off uh off the books and try to push prices back up which is to me what they should be doing like you said but why would you say if we take out something that everybody uses every day and everybody needs and the, the price doesn't matter. Why, why would we take that out of the consumer price index? Like that seems to me like that would be a staple. No, they're not saying take it out. What they're saying is that it was if heavily we weighted. It, yeah. it was heavily weighted. Yeah. So, but they're okay. So, let's so if, if gas prices remain the same as they were a year ago, then we would have been at 3.2. That's what they're saying. If they took the 32% increase out. No, I get it. Not, not gasoline prices out. No, but why that? It should be like, if we took out like pizza, the rise in pizza that nobody needs. <laughs> it you would know, be like, 4.19999%. Yeah. Or like yeah. the rise in microwave prices, right? Like yeah. like items people don't give a shit about but are buying. The, the, semi, anyway. the semiconductors has been, I think, the biggest talk, right? These semiconductors, oh, yeah, which, you know, I couldn't, I, couldn't point, I couldn't point out a semiconductor in a lineup. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be no. like... Uh, nuclear fusion uh you know my hard drive for my uh, macintosh semiconductor yeah I, w- I wouldn't know the difference you wouldn't know the difference but if you had a lineup of products you probably also probably wouldn't know which ones didn't have any chips in them right yes. like you'd be surprised what the fuck needs a chip to be complete what does days, right yeah exactly like even a kettle it's like it's stupid yeah right so uh i mean this is, so, this is not going to get any better. So prices are going to go up. But anyway, so we got 32% there. We've got um, 7%, percent 8%, 8.7% for lumber. And lumber yeah. went all over the, like to the moon and back, right? Now it's lower than ever. And I don't even know how that works. But anyways, that's lower. 
this whole thing is just a bunch of crap. Okay, what do we got? Where where was food? Food was like four percent or something. But food was ridiculously low. They said like meat was up like five percent or something. Yeah. So new cars because of the semiconductors are up seven point two percent, which is a huge increase in new vehicles. Oh my god. When you think about it. Oh my god, yeah. My brother-in-law is trying to buy a new car. And yeah. he's like, he can't get anything that he wants because you have yeah. to wait so long for anything right now. Yeah. It is nuts. It is yeah. absolutely nuts. So, like everything is fucked. Yeah. And you've got a lot of stuff like the, you know, first we had that Suez Canal um, blockage, right? But now you have like so many that was other. Second. That was after COVID shut down all the ports. After COVID, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you had the Suez Canal. Then everybody realized, oh my God, all the all the shipping containers are on the wrong end that, of the planet. That's the problem right now. Is the oh shipping? It is a nightmare. There there are factories full of shipping containers in China because uh, people don't want to pay the shipping. So they're basically saying like, no, I don't even want my goods anymore. You just keep them there, and I'll let you know when to ship them. There are shortages and ship shortages and containers shortages in uh logistics it's it's crazy the prices right? have gone from like three four thousand dollars per container to yeah. twenty four thousand dollars per yeah container. four four times shipping costs easy no problem so like problem. Um, imagine you're a furniture company and you have i don't know how many sofas fit in a container but like yeah. let's say 30 sofas fit in a container right I don't know, even if it's 60, 50, I don't know how many fit. I guess it depends on the size, but there's not that many that fit in a container. They're not that big, right? Yeah. So you've got these big sofas, and now all of a sudden, instead of each one costing like $30 in freight or $50 each in freight, yeah. they're all thousands of dollars in freight. The yeah. price of the sofa is $5.99. Right? Yeah. The retail price of the sofa is $7.99 or something, but the yeah. shipping is two thousand dollars per piece exactly so are you gonna ship that no you're gonna say leave it there i'm okay i don't need them right now let me know when prices come down and that's what people are doing oh yeah but it's already paid for before it ships so i know you, so but yeah, so you're leaving your product there you're leaving your product there you're not getting your product well that's gonna have implications on on the supply chain but what do you do you know what, what? The Chinese guy's going, I'm not leaving it here. I'll sell it to the next guy. In they're line. paying for storage there. over there. It is. It That's is the problem. They're paying. They're paying to have these containers just sitting there with the stuff that they've already paid for. Compounding of problems. And this was yeah. all done in order to stave off inflation, right? Because this is all deflationary stuff. Buying stuff from China was extraordinarily yeah. deflationary for the last 20, 30 years because yeah. products that were locally going to cost a thousand dollars all of a sudden were 199, including yeah. freight and exchange fees and duties and everything, right? So it's like, yeah. why the hell would we buy it here? But now look what's happening, right? Yep. Now yep. look what's happening. What's going to happen? You have to find a local supplier now. You have to. And what's happening also which I don't even want to get into now, but with all these low borrowing costs for businesses right now, mm -hmm. what are people investing in? You think they're investing in people or automation? Mm -hmm. Is how do you compete with the world stage other than a robot? Yeah. You can't. 
right? Yeah. A robot will cost you the same amount as a person for a year or two. So the only way to drive costs down locally, right, yep. is to figure out a new uh, material to use that's local, that costs nothing, or to use super cheap labor, right? Which will segue into your next article, okay? Now, but before we go away from there, so what happened in... Um... I know. It was a good segue. Don't worry. What happened in, so after World War I, right? So Germany, right? They had to pay back all this debt and all this money and they had hyperinflation. Okay. After that, they decided because what they were doing before is they were, you know, outsourcing different things and they were sharing their economy, but their money was, the franc was no longer, Frank, German, Frank, Mark, German Mark was no longer worth any money, right? So what they would do is that they would stop they would stop trading internationally. They started producing more locally. They started to re- rely heavily on their manufacturing and all the different things that they could do within their own country, all their own engineering, all their own manufacturing, all their own supply, all that kind of stuff. So they actually built up their own economy in order to be able to fight hyperinflation. Locally. Locally. And that's and that's the next that's the next step for North America, through unfortunately. Technology through well, today's engines. Nope. Exactly. So today, today, back then, yeah, that's yeah. how they were able to bring it back. Local. It was the industrial revolution. That's industrial at that point in time. Revolution. Lots yeah. of different technologies, new at the time, converged and set up that revolution and set up local economies that were able to produce and yes. be able to really build up like some war chests of capital. Right? Exactly, and they Creating were able to do it because. Export. They, 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 they focused on it and they said, this is the only way that we're going to be able to save our economy. And chances are, especially in the United States, I would say much more than Canada, that's going to be what they're going to be looking at now with all these shipping containers, right? They're going to say, wait a second, hold on. Why are we not producing semiconductors here? Why are we not producing here? Why are we not ensuring that we have enough of this? Why are we shipping out all these materials, right? So how about that segue? Why? Perfect. Well, kind of perfect, I think. I think it was better before, but that was very good. That was important information to add because it's true. But you know what? So if we go macro, what I think, if we go macro, what's going to happen is not making more stuff locally to send out in the world to to make money. No, we're going to start stocking up local supplies and hoarding stuff. And every country is going to start to be local and it's going to be about local renewable energies and local manufacturing and local uh like mineral uh uh, sourcing you know it's gonna be all canada would be so stupid to keep giving away all the stuff that the entire world world is like super desperate for and our whole economy right now is like based on digging this crappy oil out of sands like the amount of energy it takes and the cost it takes like Oil has to be at some ridiculous price per barrel in order for it to even make sense. But without that, this this economy's fucked. Like, and, and every economy is the same way. Like, nobody can afford to wait six months to sell stuff locally. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can afford to wait for this cheap stuff, especially when like there's so many options right now. If there's capital available, and that's the beautiful thing, there's capital available everywhere. On top of it, so now we'll segue into this. On top of it, we are dealing with, does it work? Canada faces skilled labor crunch when 700,000 tradespeople retire this decade, warns RBC. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the 700,000 is a load of horseshit because right below it, it says workforce will see a 10,000 worker deficit. So 700,000 people are going to retire, but it looks like 690,000 they assume are going to come into the workforce. No, no, no. So the um, 10,000 worker deficit is just in those 56 Red Seal trades. There's other trades that they're not accounted for. Account for 690,000? No, that's the debt. The 10,000 is a deficit because there'll be some people who are being added to those red seal trades. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the deficit is 10,000, but 10,000 is substantial. But they're not thinking this through here. Okay. So, 10, okay. First of all, it takes a certain kind of person to be a laborer, right? To work physical labor. Would you agree with that? Not everybody is willing to do this kind of stuff. And it seems to me that even our generation, for the most part, definitely the ones that come after ours, but our generation, we're not so into physical labor, right? We're all working in service industries to avoid physical labor as best we can. Now, the bloody end. To the bloody end, like yeah. I did physical labor, and I avoided. Yeah. I was thinking about cutting the grass the other day, and I was just like, "Whoa, wait a second, hold on." I think I got a robot for that. And listen, the the current immigrants, what they come in and do is they're um, in the in the medical field as as helpers. They are in the um, they're nannies. A lot of them they're cle- cleaning houses. They are working in retail. They are right They're They're working in restaurants. Even most of the current immigrants are not jumping into the like labor force. Right. No, they don't not, not, not at the rate that everyone thinks or hopes. Yeah, it's in that article. I think it's only like 7%. So hold on. Let me compound it, which this article doesn't talk anything about because what's mm-hmm. coming down the pipe, whether anybody wants to recognize it or not, is very soon. OK, so. If you have a choice when you're younger and you don't like labor, like a lot of people seem to be driving things, right? A lot of people are driving cabs or driving Ubers or driving lifts or driving trucks, a lot of drivers, right? And people, I mean, have you seen drivers? I mean, they're not the most fit people for the most part. And they're, they're, they don't want to do labor, right? They made a choice a long time ago to drive something and sit in a chair all day and not, you know, lift bricks and lift lumber and sling hammers and all that fun stuff, right? Okay. They, they aren't, they're all about to get wiped out by autonomous driving. Now, how long will that take? I don't know, but it's coming, right? And these are not guys who are going to jump into the labor pool for physical labor. I don't think. These are guys that are going to figure out probably how to make some money on internet or some other non-physical way would be option one right and now you have like amazon which is i mean if you talk to people or you read the news it seems like it's like arduous work but the reality is like you're standing in one place and you're doing a lot of the same repetitive stuff Mm -hmm. that's like the best paying job out there right now minimum wage there's over 20 bucks yep yep they're hiring like crazy ads on the radio they're they're going so, 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 so they're going to suck up a lot of the people that are going to come out of the auto industry. And a lot of the immig- immigrants are going there already. Like, mm-hmm. Retail's dying, right? Mm-hmm. 
the I guess the, the 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 other industry that got hammered. I mean, restaurants are going to change because a lot of restaurateurs are going to be like, "Fuck, I don't want to go through this again." Like that business model doesn't work if this happens again. I need to be this proof. Maybe mm-hmm. not all of them, but a lot of them. My tenant, the Chinese food place, he's not opening up the restaurant again. He's just going to keep doing only takeout. Mm-hmm. Right. And I see a lot of restaurants that even though they could be open, they have all their tables folded. They still have a barrier and it's like takeout only or like pickup only. Right. And, and so there's going to be a flood of people that need to work soon. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's and they're all going to be people that don't want to build things. Right. With so- their hands. You're not going to want it. So what's going to happen next, TK? What's ha- what, what have I been talking I about? I want to know what the... Uh, the robots are coming. The robots are coming. coming. Look at this, TK. I, I want to know the solution, Daryl. How do we get more All heavy of us labor? have seen images like this already, right? Can you mm-hmm. see my screen? Am I doing this right? Yep. Now, these may not seem like robots, but like Amazon already... So, so Amazon is one of the biggest employers in the world. They have like 500,000 employees. But guess what? For every employee, they have a robot. And they're trying to make that, that ratio go the not even. Like they want it to be more robots than people. Because yeah. people are fucking annoying and they make unions and they go for cigarette breaks and they want to pee. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we've all seen this. And so that, that's happening. So even these good warehouse jobs right now are very transitory. You want to talk about yep. transitory jobs are transitory. <laughs> right? Good are paying transitory. jobs are transitory. Take them while you can. Look at all hey? these robots. Okay. Yep. And they, they, Amazon's got big, crazy robots too. Are they showing any? Like they got these arm robots. They got, they got everything. Like anything yep. you can think of. Amazon has, and, and the Amazon's not the only ones doing this, right? Like these, these are getting rolled out. They're just on the biggest scale. Of, they're yep. on a crazy scale. Maybe yeah. not even the biggest. There's probably companies in China that are doing this on a similar scale. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this is out there, okay? Now, everybody's seen these lovable robots doing the parkour, right? Boston yep. Dynamics. Yep. If anything right now, they're entertaining. If anything, they're entertaining. Well, did you see them actually doing that parkour? Where's that parkour video? Tumbling. This is not the right video, but I mean, you get the point. Yeah, if he can do that. Right? Yeah, if he can do that, he's going to be able to figure out how to stack some boxes or or move some bricks. Right? And And so let's get to the real estate solution here. Let's get to the real estate solution. This is the real estate solution. But that's what I mean. So let's let's right? let's explain it, right? So and then so yeah, Tesla the bot. Tesla bot. Yeah. Tesla bot's supposed to be to do like redundant physical activities that humans can do. Like these will just be yeah. able to move lumber piles and move steel and like make a wall and God knows what. But like look at all the construction solutions that already are being. This is a very tiny picture for some reason. But you've got like remote control excavators. This is a drywall robot. This thing like does the mudding and taping. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? So, this thing's putting up plywood. Like, guess what? There you guys? go. Yeah. Th- these are already and and guess used. and and guess what their um 
their shifts are. 24-7. 24-hour shifts, 24 hours, seven days a week. Seven. You just set them on go, and you have a have a, have a maintenance crew maintaining them. You have, uh, you know, the crews that are there to supervise. You know, you shut, you shut your human workforce down by two-thirds, right? So and on a sec. You, you triple your productivity. Production. Efficiency. Watch efficiencies. Yeah. Watch yeah. how quick they, nobody's sitting there going, hey, Sal, what, what do you think about this? Should I put it at 10.2 millimeters or 10.4 mil? Shut up, Vince, just do it already. Yeah. Like, you know how long this takes? You drive by any job site and there's always six people standing, standing around there going yeah. like, that's it. Whatever. They'll just be a they'll just be a robot doing road work and stuff like that up and down the street eventually, right? So the I I agree, Daryl. I agree. You you, you, you it sounded like a conspiracy theory in 2020. Well, 2020 was just a few months right? ago. Yeah. And, and it, it did sound crazy, but it didn't if you knew that all this stuff was happening and this stuff's been happening like crazy. So mm -hmm. so real estate, okay. You there's going to be people that are going to be like, this real is estate crazy, this real is estate horrible, show. this is ridiculous. But you know what? You know what keeps affordable housing affordable? If there's even ever going to be such a thing in this city again, you know what keeps yeah. prices down? Technology, mm -hmm. automation from the beginning of time till the end of time. That's going to be what keeps prices down because humans are pigs and they want more, 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 more. Right. Yep. Prefab, 3D printing, uh, automated, uh, robotic uh, labor force, um, everything. Pennies Every on the dollar. Pennies yep. on the dollar. You yep. buy a robot for $100,000. How much does a laborer cost over the course of a year? Probably pretty close to 100 grand these days. Yep. Okay. So there, one year, and you got until the thing breaks. I don't know how. Your, your, Europe, and, Europe and Asia are the front runners in this. Okay. Once it gets over to North America, We'll we'll adapt. We'll 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 be um, implementing there, it. There's your cheaper real estate. There's your your more supply. There's yeah. your your more efficient like uh, construction methods. There there's a lot of the answers. But all those guys are going to be looking for jobs too. So now everybody's looking for jobs. So what what happens? What what's the next thing that happens? Because how are you going to afford all these crazy home prices? Home prices in Toronto rise to record levels, and here's what experts say will happen next. And guess what the experts say? Yeah, no crash coming. That's what they say. Crash. I I think I think that there's um, going to be a huge amount of work created by automation. I don't think automation kills kills the the working man's dreams. Oh. I think it's completely the opposite. We just shift manpower into other industries. We, we create industries. We create opportunities. We create a system that everybody's going to be able to uh, function under based on, you know, what it is that, you know, the society needs, right? And there will always be a need for people to be doing manual labor. I've seen those movies from the future. You know, I've seen those movies where they're based in like 27. What was that movie with Matt Damon? Remember? And he got his arm like, like, Taken off there, um, a sidium, uh, a cilium, 
uh, anyways, that that's the movie, right? And you can see like they're making these robots, right? But there's got to be a guy still in the factory doing it. So there's a ton of work that's going to be coming from automation and people shouldn't sure. be scared of it. No, people need to accept it and they need yeah. to learn about it because if you like if you're a truck driver now, like really, mm -hmm. and there's an a, a truck that will drive itself. Well, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to, if you're, if you're and smart and you have, there's nothing to do, there's a million if you got, things to do. If you got, you know, a trucker IQ, like, you know, you know, the system and everything, you'll go into logistics, you'll go into, you know, behind the scenes, understanding how things work and distribution and all that stuff. Yeah. But people need to start thinking now because it's coming. It's coming. Okay, so but that, that's how all these shifts. So when the taxi guys were faced with Uber, you know, like they all had to make those decisions. Like it is, it is the, the world is tough. And that people need to understand that, that it's not always sure. going to be, uh, you know, unicorns the, and rainbows. Well, the reality is, is the politicians that we kind of somehow vote for in a roundabout way are really not doing anything about housing affordability. Why? Why, you ask? They can't. There's nothing to do about it. They can't all of a sudden just put a burst of supply out there. Mm -hmm. They can't do it. Yeah. They can't. I agree. I don't know why, but they can. But they, but can. they can focus on things like this. But unfortunately, it's capitalistic mindsets that are going to be able to bring this stuff to fruition. There has to be private enterprise, all private enterprise, working in order to be able to to fund their their dreams. And there's going to be <clears throat> there's going to be a company that's either existing today, okay, or has not yet been founded, okay, that is going to take over this industry. If it's not Amazon and Tesla, the, the two obvious front runners, okay, it's going to be another company and they are just going to explode. They are just going to, they are going to mm. take it over and they are going to have it. Um, and, I, and I think that whoever that person is, they're probably pretty young right now. They're probably building robotics, you know, as a, as a child that are like high level stuff. Right. And as they get older, they ought, the level of understanding that they'll have of, of AI and automation is going to be to the point where they'll be able to, uh, you know, really, um, you know, really, really do well. Just reminded me of a movie. So there's a movie called uh, Free City, Free Land, Free City. It's with um, Ryan. Uh, oh, man, I'm, I suck at this. The you guy from Deadpool. really good at this. Yeah. yeah the Ryan guy from Reynolds. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. And uh, so he's a non-player character in this video game that everybody's playing. But oh, the don't eight, tell me about it. I want to see it. It's a good movie. New guy? Uh, free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't, tell, don't talk about it. Okay. Just high level. No spoilers. I really want to well, see this. Well, it's the future of how AI will work. Uh, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's what it is. It's, it's artificial intelligence. And that what, what we'll have soon is we'll have the ability to be able to have um, problem-solving robots. See, PK, I'm really into all this stuff. So I know all these crazy things that are coming down the pipe that most people don't even like think about. I just happen to be interested in all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just take real estate for an example recently in the last two years. Because it's a Toronto real estate show. Well, I mean, I think everything we're talking about today has an effect on Toronto real estate and the real estate market. And just, I think it does. Yeah. We need prices to stabilize. Like, they can't continue like this around the entire world like there's not that much wealth being created 
uh, and being spread out. Like there's a ton of wealth being created by Bezos and Musk and the Arno guy and like some of these top, top, top guys, right? But like not enough to spread around to 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 create like mass wealth to be able to afford these crazy prices everywhere across the globe. It's not just Toronto. It's like everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. We need something like drastic that's going to have an effect on this thing to stabilize or it's just going to keep running away. Like, look at this. Fall real estate market in Toronto area off to slow start as homeowners seem hesitant to sell. And it's talking about how like buyers are disappointed because all the supply they were expecting to come out now didn't materialize. So boots on the ground, man. What's going on out there? Well, let's talk about the deal of the week. Deal so I listed a property at Nielsen and 401. It was a detached three-level back split. Okay, what is that Scarborough? It's Scarborough, yeah. Nielsen and 401, south of the 401 near military. Nice little community, nice little area of detached homes, you know, back near splits, military bungalows, two stories. Military saying? trail, uh, Nielsen, just east of Nielsen. Okay. okay. So um, the sales in the neighborhood were all like eight to 900 of bungalows and back splits that were in rough condition. There was a sale of two stories that were renovated, four bedrooms, much bigger, totally beautifully done, 925 to 950, right? So this was a three-level back split, so it's, it's smaller. So there's one level. It's not a four-level. It's one level. So it's even smaller than a bungalow. And everything had to be changed inside. Cosmetically, the whole thing was... a. A, a total the difference was 100, 125 between those two different types. Well, like I said, the bigger homes yeah. renovated 925 to 950. The house is like our size, bungalow, small back splits, 800 to 900. Okay. So we priced it at 800,000, right? We were a rough condition and we were the smallest house in the neighborhood. It also, the house is across the street back onto the 401. So the 401 is humming when you're standing on your driveway, it's right across the street. So uh, we listed at 800. We got 65 showings. We had um, 11 offers, and it sold for 960. Uh, a week earlier, someone sold a renovated two-story home, four bedrooms, beautifully done, double car, a, a nice, beautiful home, right around the corner on one of the streets that's near the 401 as well. Not backing onto the 401 for 950. And a week later, we got 960 for a smaller home that's in less, you know, worse condition and everything else. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So that was the deal of the week. The sellers were very happy. They had moved out already up north. And where they moved to, which I wish I brought this, I sent this article to you. They moved to a trailer park. A tra- I saw that article. Yeah. Trailer parks are the solution. Honestly, I, w- I went up and met them to sign the listing. And then I went up and met them to sign the uh, offer because that's where they were living. Yeah, and I thought it was a pretty cool. It's it was September. pretty cool. Tell me and, it's the solution in January. In February, I know. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool, nice trailer. It was, uh, you know, like a little two bedroom bungalow with no basement. You know, they had a nice yard. They had a nice setup there. It felt like I was at the cottage. Like it was pretty cool. And it was close too. It was only about 45 minutes away. 50 minutes. Well, so there, that is an option. I think yeah. most people would not check that off if they were asked to make a list of top three options, but that is an option. So the cost, they that got is- into that one under a hundred grand, but they were telling me about this like brand new one. That's like the bee's knees. That was 170. For the trailer? 
for the trailer and the, the rights to the lot, I guess. I don't know. But then you pay the lot fees, which were... Are you buying the under, lot or you're renting no, the lot? No, no, no. It's in a park. So you you, you pay under 10000 a year. Um, maybe it was five, maybe it was 10, but it was, it was around that number. And there was um, utility costs on top of that. So like I think they were talking about... Uh, so hold on a second. Small we amount under ten grand for everything every year. That sounds appealing to some for sure. Yeah. So they cashed out at nine sixty, and then we they'll go there. We should interview them now and interview them in January. No, she's so the, the one of them, one of the owners has had a trailer up there for years. They know they've been in there in it the winter. Definitely takes a certain kind of person to do that. That's for damn sure. But it's an option. It's giving people something to go to, where it means this is the truth. It's freeing up inventory. Because the person who bought it is probably a young family looking to move in, get a nice place in Scarborough, have an like it's a great lot, fifty by one twenty. You know, it's got a nice big oversized single car garage. It's got this big huge kitchen, um, three large bedrooms. Like it's a good house. Like it's not like that. You just got to spend the money to update it. But tell so, me though. So so what? supply to the market. What, what were my if I'm the buyer coming yeah. to look at your house, one of the yeah. sixty five people, and I'm one of the eleven that wanted to make an offer. Yeah. What are my other options? What 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 am I comparing your listing to? Are there other well, options? Because there wasn't a lot of options, we listed another one at Morningside and Lawrence for eight hundred, right? So again, ton of showings, ton of offers. Uh, well, ton of showings, no, offers are next week. But like the same crowd is going to both those houses. Like Maybe not, right? Options? Like Nielsen Four Hundred One is a pretty cool little neighborhood. It's got a nice. You know, there's there's upside there. There's there's homes that have sold that are totally renovated, larger, like over a million, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, even maybe some like a, a, di a different type of lot or something. Like there's quite a bit of, you know. Well, so, but we see the trajectory of listings going down. We see articles of people complaining that the uh, listings they were expecting didn't come on the market. So from your like in in person in depth on the ground experience what like is there more less so i'll give you another example i went out i went out with a group of buyers last weekend and uh thursday sorry and um we booked one showing we hadn't been out in weeks oh wow a house came up that was a semi-detached bungalow in the okay? parameters it's, yeah in the parameters but it was a semi-detached bungalow in richmond hill so that's where we were going and on uh wednesday and thursday morning three more came up we ended up seeing four in one day and then there was an exclusive listing across the street so there was five new listings in that neighborhood all within the same week so oh, there is more inventory just, there is more inventory sell for like a crazy amount the week before and everybody else was just like okay i think people time. were holding off whatever it was but yeah prices have also gone up the, the exclusive listing was asking a ridiculous price like it was like they were they wanted 1.2 and i was like oh that's the last well, sales are feel? nowhere near what that what do you feel is how like you feel like some more is coming on? Well, I feel like buyers right now are still willing to go and pay top dollar, whatever the highest price point is of that home. They're willing to pay it. They're going to yeah, say I mean, that sold in March, that sold in January, that sold last year. Market's gone up. They're going to pay more today than ever before. Poor is not options, by the way. Poor. Remember, if you're a we buyer, didn't do a stat show. We didn't do a stat show this week, but we've talked about this in the stat show where one month of inventory and what, what it would take for it to be a significant impact, right? So right now we're at one month. Like it didn't go to two months. It didn't go. It didn't increase that much, but there's like still 0.95. But there's, there's a little bit more inventory now, but still the demand is swallowing it up. So, but it, there's it, also it, more buyers come to the market in the spring and the fall too. 
more demand more demand yeah i mean the immigration's starting to flood in too right people are definitely coming back for school even though all the schools are like having issues with sexual assaults but people are coming back to schools people are going back to work this is uh this is all way too much yeah way too much it's way too much and the prices well, are just going to keep going up. There's prices nobody are going to keep going saying up. otherwise. You can't find. There's not one idiot on YouTube saying prices will go down soon. What are you talking about? There's ten thousand of them. There's a lot of a lot of still talk about the bears that they're all coming out with the stock market yeah. and the real estate market. Tons of them. I think maybe they're just not on your YouTube feed. Maybe because they're yeah. idiots. Hold on. But they're not real estate agents. That's for sure. Bank of okay, so you also sent me. Do we have time? We have like one yeah. minute. You want to? No, we got five minutes. The, do we? Bank of Canada says it will raise interest rates before reducing bond holdings. But this yeah. is just a bunch of like headline grabbing malarkey here. Um, true, but what they're just saying basically, because the most recent announcement was that they were keeping the overnight rate um, at a quarter percent. They were just saying they're not, and, and they've been reducing their bond buying. So everyone's saying, well, are you going to go and eliminate or, or, or go back to, um, you know, a more traditional bond buying um, uh, program? And they were saying, no, before we reduce it any further from $2 billion, we're going to increase the interest rate. And we're going to increase the interest rate once the economy has made a full recovery. So and now it's going to $2 billion per month instead of $2 billion a week. No, right now it's still $2 billion a week. Right. So they after they'll go to two down. billion a month. Yeah. So, but they went from five to four to three to two. So everyone's like, "Oh, are you going to keep going?" And they're like, "No, we're not going to go any further. We're going to keep it here until we raise interest rates, which won't be until the recovery is complete." And that's when. When is that going to happen? When's the recovery going to be complete? So, so hold on a sec, though. Like, if you read this thing, if you can understand this article, you probably went to some kind of economics university course because it's kind of it's it's a little hard to understand what's going on because they're not only is the bank of Canada buying the bonds, but they're also selling them back because they're coming due. So the one, what they're saying is the um, maturity of some of those bonds. So some of the right. bonds that they've issued in the past right. are going to be coming due. So they've got to be able to come up with money to be able to pay, pay off those uh, investors. Right. So they need to buy more so that they can do that. Yes. Perfect system. There's a lot of well thought out, very productive systems. They all must be just freaking out about Bitcoin. Like we have no idea. <laughs> like we have no idea. All right. Well, we've talked everything to death today, sir. Great. Had a good time. Yeah, me too. Had a great time. What a great uh, good podcast. What a great episode again. To, uh, next week, we've got um, Nesma. Do we? Is that next week? Yep. Nice, so, exciting. That uh, should be great. That should be um, great. She just tweeted out like, "I had five listings. Guess which one did the best?" It was like two condos, something in Milton, something in Oakville, something I don't know. But Milton yeah. did the best. Milton, yeah. Milton. I've been to Milton a couple times. They I've one time someone called Milton. us. One time someone called us, and I guess they went on the website and were were like, "Yeah, we want this guy." And I'm like, I've never been to Milton in my life at this point. And they're like, send that guy. So then they sent me and they're like, no, they requested you. You got to go. And I said, okay. So I drove all the way out there and I really didn't want to have to go back. Isn't Chudley's in Milton? I think I, I go to Milton every year. 
Yeah. Oh, where Chudley's apple farm is? You've never no. had a Chudley's pie? We go to uh, Colburn, which is in the east end, like east. You never, you never been to Colburn. You ever been to the Big Apple? Speaking of, yeah, I, I, I actually have. Yeah, oh, the, 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 the backfired. That's a big apple. Yeah. Okay, we don't have time for this. We'll talk. Later. Okay. Good. Well, nice to talk to you, TK. If anybody hasn't liked, comment, or subscribed. Like maybe just you've been listening to the show or you've been watching, but like you're just like, hey, you know, commenting's not really my thing and I don't really want to do it. You know, just maybe just do it this one time. Just shout out a condo, a comment. Just be like, hey. What'd you say? Shout out a condom? A condo. <laughs> I said, shout out a comment. You know, just, hey, how are you? Thanks for the episode. We I appreciate just got it. A priceless from Pickering. That's like yeah, the over UCE. 900 bucks a foot. Yeah. Everyone's pushing that right now what a market baby mm. New on Curiosity Stream, grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.